Welcome to the With a Dog podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Carly. And I'm Izzy. We find answers to all your dog questions so you can get the most out of life with a dog. Yeah, With a Dog Wednesday. Woo! With a Dog Wednesday. What's been going on? What has been going on? Not much. I've just been, okay, I've taken like many trips this week to Home Depot and Lowe's. Though I've heard Home Depot does like a lot of political, like, I don't know. I I need to research which company. (laughs) Which one's better. Yeah, which like, if it's like Lowe's or Home Depot. You should go to Habitat for Humanity. That's true. I should go for, well, I've just been getting paint samples, basically, is what I've been doing. And so painting like all the walls and in our place and then getting into fights with Michael about which which paint colors he doesn't like because apparently I'm going too vibrant with it too all. Too moody. It's too I have <laughs> I wanted the moody powder bathroom, okay? That's all I wanted and apparently it was too moody. Um so I've been doing that and then oh my gosh, yes. Okay. I wanted I like bookmarked this in my mind because I thought that this would be really good for all dog mom dog owners whatever out there. So I was reading this book. It's called The Switch. It's by Beth O'Leary. It's like one of those like summer beach read, like like easy one. But it's mm. it's it's like a UK book. Like the okay. it's set in the UK, and the uh, the author is from the UK. And so she also did another well known book called The Flat Share, which was also good. Also another like light easy read. It was a good one. Anyway, so I rate I'm reading The Switch, and there's this one scene. Where the girl, like the main girl, has to like walk this guy's dog or like someone's dog. And um, she like hadn't walked a dog before. And it was like a rambunctious eight-month-old lab puppy. And that's a recipe for disaster. It it really is. (laughs) And so she like, she thought she was all prepared and she like Googled everything. And then she gets into the walk and then like loses the dog. It's like, like... (laughs) <laughs> or something like that. She was yeah. trying to fix her shoe and the leash came out of her hand and then like she loses the dog. But the entire scene, it just like resonated with my soul. Like if, <laughs> if, if anyone has ever lost the dog, like drop the leash and they take off. And that feeling of like pure panic, you know, like you immediately your eyes start tearing up as you like start panicking of like, oh, yeah. my God, where are they? And like, and you're just like racing around, like start like sprinting everywhere. And then you're like, no, 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 let's be calm about this. And like, I need to call the parent or call the owner. I need yeah. to call someone. And then you're like still sprinting around like randomly and calling out their name, just like screaming their name. And <laughs> it just, okay, just basically this author, like she just wrote it so well that you know, there's times in a book, like in a passage or something that you're like, wow, I really like, like, I really identify with this or I like, I loved that chapter or whatever. What a twist. It really like, it mm-hmm. like pulled me into the book. It was, it that, was, you. It was that moment. <laughs> like, it was just like, oh my God. And she just described it so well at the end where she finally found the dog. Of course, like, you know, the attractive guy found it and it was all fine. And <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a smutty romance, but it's like, you know, it's just like a nice light re- betrayed but anyway like when she found the dog and she just was like crying into this like of like panic like i'm so happy but i'm also so mad (laughs) anyway so that was like if you haven't lost your dog yet i'm you know good for you 
<laughs> it will happen at one point. Don't worry, it'll probably turn out fine. But it made me laugh. And oh my gosh, I couldn't even imagine losing Lotho. Have you never like had him mm-hmm. like? Oh my god, is it? No, once I dropped the leash and he like went ahead a few steps, and I was like Arthur, and he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> what?" That's good for you. And it was fine. Good for you. It's yeah. because he loves you so much. Lupin. He's needy as fuck too. Like, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, he wouldn't leave you. He'd be yeah, like, Lupin's like, mm, yeah, yeah, all right. When he Bye. was younger, yeah. Like Lupin was like not attached to us whatsoever and was scared of everything. There was this one time I dropped his, he had the retractable leash because I was mm. running with him. And so I wanted like, he likes to stop and sniff things. So I was ca- trying to train him like, okay, you can stop and sniff for a second and then come back. And like, so yeah. I had the retractable leash and I dropped it and then it like retracted onto oh. his back heels and it yeah. freaked him out so much. And he just took off. Oh, no. And it was me. Like I was already like tired from running and I just started sprinting like, <laughs> and just like, ah, and then the panic and then someone found him and it was fine. And he was gone for like all of three minutes away. Yeah. But still it was the like, worst three minutes of it was. It just, it's like, the adrenaline panic like what do i do in this moment like freak out yeah and then you take a second to just like i had to take a second to walk for like five seconds because i was like sprint in a full out sprint so i was like okay carly calm down okay now sprint again (laughs) yeah anyway this this author did a good job of describing it all i don't know if i want to have that feeling no like it's not something (laughs) you ever want but it was like if you'd ever just like dropped the leash yeah once you know especially if you're like a busy road or something then yeah yeah if anyone heard that bang it's it's the ghost we have a ghost in our house it's a friendly one he mainly hangs out in the moody bathroom he or she i don't know it's fine the doors just sometimes bang around yeah it's okay it's fine. I'm okay with this ghost. Usually I would not be okay. I'd be like saging my house. Do you think when you paint, it's going to make him mad? I don't think so. Mm. I get like a good that's vibe. Always in, the, in the movies, that's always when it happens. It's like when they do like major changes to the house changes. and the ghost is like, mm-mm. I think it's okay. I All think right. like I get like a vibe of like a like a someone just like hanging out like, oh, hey, what's up? Like whenever the door bangs a little bit. It's not like they bang open. It's just honestly, it's probably not a ghost. It's probably like the way that the like air pressure is in our hallway that when you close one door, it'll like kind of shutter oh, another one. Yeah. So it's probably that. It's probably not a ghost. But I get a good vibe. <laughs> like if it is, I'm okay with it is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Anyway. So anyway. that's me. That's, I mean, I, I read a book and I thought of dogs. Emotional and, roller coaster. And that's, that's all that's <laughs> happened in my life. So what about you? What's going um, on with you? I, as you know, got a new phone. Yeah. Um, and I ordered a case, but it was on back order. So um, until it came, I was sporting a Ziploc bag for my phone because I was so scared to get it scratched or anything like that. Um, and then finally yesterday, I was like, where the hell is the phone case? Because I ordered it ages ago and, and I logged onto Amazon and I was like, oh my gosh, it was delivered three days ago. <laughs> so you're just living that like plastic bag life. Yeah, which it did make me feel really bad because, you know, plastic is bad. Um, but you know what? So is having to buy another phone because I scratched it and broke it. So Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I saw your plastic bag life. Yeah, I it's... saw it like – yeah, in the flesh. It was a vibe. It was, it was a vibe. I feel like, like I needed to put my, my credit cards in there and like 
Just really live it to the you max. You should have been like one of those dads <laughs> that has like all of their like, oh, my wallet broke. And then they have like all their credit cards and everything that would in be a me. plastic bag and they just in their cargo shorts. <laughs> that, I mean, basically, I could live that life. Yeah. For sure. So I anyway, got my new case. Also, another funny thing about my phone is the last time. Well, I've never had like a brand new phone that's like just come out. Yeah. It's always been. Like, oh, this is like a five-year-old phone because I'm poor and I can't afford to spend like a thousand dollars. Yeah. And so this is the first time I had a brand new phone. And I was looking at the screen and I was like, what is happening in the top corner? Like I have I broken some of the pixels in it already? Like it was mm-hmm. just all black, but around it was still fine. And I was like, I don't understand what this is. But it was the camera on the front. And just the screen goes around it. And I didn't know phones did that these days. And I was like, I've broken my phone. I don't know. And then my coworkers were like, no, that's that's, that's the, the camera. camera. And I was like, oh, shit. That's so cool. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God, Izzy. Um, so Izzy's coming into the 21st century. And oh. I have this. I bought the most rugged rugged case. Um, so I went online. Because I always break my phone. I always crack the screen or do something dumb. So went online. I researched for like two days what the best phone case would be for this phone Mm -hmm. to keep it as safe as possible. And it has taken all attractiveness from it. It has. It's like military grade. It looks like a – yeah. Yeah. It's it's legit. It makes it look ugly as fuck. But But it's going to be protected. Yeah. It's protected. And I'm just really happy because I didn't get insurance for it. Yeah. Which I'm debating whether or not I should. But my friend broke her phone twice or three times in the past year. And Apple Care said that they wouldn't reinsure her. No. That's yeah. what, like, I, I feel like every time I've heard someone had Apple Care, like it, like it hasn't made a difference. So, yeah. I think that's I probably a smart move to not get insured. Whatever. Yeah. It'll whatever. But it's okay because I've got this rugged case. It's never going to break ever. So sporty. Yeah. yeah. Sporty. I went on a bike ride today and it was in my fanny pack and it was like, it was still comfortable even though it's now huge. Do yeah. I laugh at my fanny pack? I'm laughing at your fanny pack. I don't think I could live without a fanny pack. I can just see you with a fanny pack and that's why it's so, this is the difference between <laughs> Izzy and I. It's like the, she'll wear a fanny pack because she's like sporty and needs to like carry all of her stuff. I get like that like those fanny pack like that you see all the like gen z people wearing where it's like across their body and it's like a chanel one or something no mine is like fully practical (laughs) although does look good it's like purple with a really nice pattern on it it's very nice stylish it's stylish (laughs) that's good good for you so that was the highlight of my week (laughs) we got a phone case and carly read a part in a book that she liked that's our yeah that's our life guys you know what no actually we did do things last weekend we had like a killer meeting together about all of our shit like it it was, was like four hours yeah it was a whole thing and we only bought one beverage and one cake from this poor coffee shop yeah that's true we probably should have bought more we were there for like four hours but you know what they were so that's basically our coffee shop now that was where we had our first ever podcast meeting that's true we had this one yeah so that's how i happened to just move near it like i yeah you know that's the official with a dog meeting place it is this coffee shop is ours now and whenever we we can't be trusted i like walked down the street with a whiteboard or a what's it called dry erase board. board yeah like with a dry erase board under my arm like we were like 
get shit done. Yeah, because we can't be trusted to have a meeting in our own home because we don't get anything done. So we have to go somewhere with purpose. We just end up eating (laughs) food and like petting the dogs and yeah talking about shit yeah so but no it was it was awesome um basically we're gonna be taking a little break in the next we're gonna be ending so we're gonna yeah. be ending season one so this this episode right now is episode 24 next week is gonna be 25 and then we're gonna be ending our season at 25 and we're yeah. gonna take a couple weeks break just to like we want to like do our studio and decorate it and we want to like plan out for season two and what we want to yeah. do for the fall and everything. So we'll return a few week in a few weeks. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk all about all about that in episode 25. Yeah. We'll talk about so that next that. week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically what we were doing at our before our meeting was just yeah. the first planning of many. Yeah. Um, but it was good. It just felt good to like get back on top of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our life. Um, let's, let's do the guest. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about our guest today. Um, so Chrissy Joy, uh, you may remember her from our second episode uh, where we had our first guest. Um, so we thought it'd be a nice way to um kind of start to end the season was bringing her back on because she has been living it up mm-hmm. over the past four months. Like people are saying that quarantine is bringing them down. It's lifting her she's up. She's like she's been so busy, and she talks yeah. about that a little bit in this, uh, in her interview here, like all of the different commercials and sets that she's been on yeah. with her dogs. Um, and she's had yeah. a bit of a life update as well, hasn't she? Yes. Yeah. She's she got a new puppy. New puppy, Darby. Super freaking cute. If you guys follow her on Instagram, um, and she kind of talks about. Uh, yeah, so let's let's intro our guests this week. Yeah, um, so we are bringing back on Chrissy Joy. Um, you might remember her from our second episode, Lights, Camera, Quarantine. Um, if you want to go back and check that out if you haven't listened to it. Um, we wanted to bring her back on because um, she was one of our first guests. And I think it's going to be a good way for us to start to end this season. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who doesn't know Chrissy... She's a friggin' rock star. Um, she's, I mean, literally, kind of, when you think of it. Yeah, celebrity um, dog. Yeah, celebrity yeah. dog trainer, live performer, and educator. She's part of the Bonafide Talent Group. Um, so she and her dogs, they won the 2018 National Stunt Dog Championship. They ranked second for, or she ranked second for the National Dog Trainer of the Year last year in 2019. Yes, she's so cool. Um, she actually just introduced a, another puppy into her home, and Darby ha- already has won the title of Trick Dog Champion at the young age of only nine weeks. So that's the youngest dog to ever win that title. And um, she talks more about that in the interview, but we cover all of the cool movie and commercial sets she's been on lately, uh, bringing home a new puppy how she assessed which puppy in the litter was the right one for her and a lot more about the border collie breed. So I hope you guys enjoy. Whoop, whoop. Good. Well, that's so awesome. Well, we're so excited that you were able to come back on to the podcast and from a live event nonetheless. So (laughs) it's great. Now I'm inside because it just started really, really raining outside. So I'm inside now. So you're going to hear kind of the background of an event, but I hope that's not too much trouble. If it gets any louder, I'll, I'll try to step outside. 
Okay. Okay. No That's worries. no problem. Yeah. It'll, it's all part of the experience. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, good. Okay. Well, so it's been a minute since we last spoke to you. It's been right. about four months. Mm-hmm. So, and there has been so many developments in your life. Oh, yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you've been getting up to. Yes. So you're so right. Four months ago, it like, it feels like a lifetime at this point. Um, since then we have had the Chewy commercial come out with Whidbey and Beasley, which is a big deal. Um, I also have the, uh, Beasley is now chosen for um, two movies next year, including Whidbey and Darby as well. So everyone got cast in two films next year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> is yes. it like a dog film? Like, cause I know the last time we spoke, Beasley's movie was coming out and it was all about like, like he was the main character kind of, is it the same thing for this other movie or are they more like partners to an actual? Yeah, no, it's a great question because it's like, you know, it's a difference between I have like an extra role than being like the lead character. So what's interesting about these is Agent Toby Barks did come out and it was so much fun to premiere that and see Beasley on the, on the front screen, like on the big screen doing tricks and all the skills that I worked so hard to teach him. These two next films are not producing till uh, film until next year. And this is because of COVID, unfortunately. Mm. And one is called Elijah and Jack. So Elijah and Jack is a historical revolutionary um, time period film. And it has about a $6 million budget, which will have mm-hmm. Jack as Beasley. So, oh. yes. So it's this boy and his dog going through history and running into the main, you know, some of the leading, um, characters of history that we have that's, you know, in our, in our history books today, showcasing history in a positive light for children and family, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think that right now we really could use that, especially with all of the, um, kind of volatile news. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just really important to remind children, like the importance of the, his- of history that is exciting to learn. And so it's going to be a really great family film, but they have a role for Beasley and Whidbey and Darby. And with our talent group, the agent wants to pick more dogs from our talent group. So it's very exciting for other people. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) other people who want to join the Bonafide talent group, the agent really is excited to, um, you take, take some more talented dogs right from our group. So we're thrilled to work with the agency and, and be a part of this film. Oh, good. It's giving me like wishbone vibes. Remember that <laughs> totally. TV show? Yeah. Like, totally. I, I, did you ever see that, Izzy? I have literally no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay. It was like <laughs> this little like Jack Russell Terrier that traveled like through time and like, I don't know. That's that. It was like when I was like a kid, I was like, you know, like five, six, seven, like it was yeah. like the PBS, like, you know, yes. cute kid show. And it was like this little dog that would just go back through time or he would enact like stories like he was like I remember the one Rip Van Winkle like when he like woke up he just like woke up in a pile of leaves and he's really old all of a sudden (laughs) anyway okay well that is I have a confession I have a confession about wishbone so what usually when I do these workshops I'm always like oh well you know everyone's like how'd you get started why'd you decide to do this uh showbiz with dogs and I said well funny you should say that I as a child would watch Wishbone and then take my stuffed animals and reenact them <laughs> in my closet. I had yes. a little closet and I would reenact the scenes with my stuffed animals in a closet because I was just like, I would love to work animals on set. 
that's so, so cool. That's so cute. It goes full circle. <laughs> yes. I know, I know. And now Beasley and, and the whole gang is doing a historical movie. So that's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And we have another one, Silent Bark, that's going to be filming in New York. That one, I don't know the script as well, but I believe it's going to be stories told from the dog's perspective. So I think that's going to be another really cool one. That'll be, yeah, that'll be really fun. I did see the Chewy commercial. I saw it the other day and I was like, is that Whippy? Like I was, yes, I was like, I was yes. trying to pinpoint the dogs. I was like, is that oh who I think it is? <laughs> yes. He's also in a Pet Value commercial, which is kind of East Coast bound, but Okay. Pet Value is, is like a pet supermarket. I don't know if you have pet supermarkets out there, but it's like the, the doggy self-wash and all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, he was a little puppy in that one. And then we just filmed a commercial last week, two weeks ago at this point in Florida, which we've been traveling besides COVID, we've still been traveling. And that is really cool because that was like for 14 new veterinary or grooming type products and wow. Whidbey and Beasley and Darby. Uh, all three of them were in that commercial. So um, they're, they're starting to become this little force. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's so yeah. cool. You have been busy oh, then. Yeah. yeah. And Whidbey has a commercial on Monday with Blue Buffalo. So there's a lot. Nice. A, oh, yeah, how has yeah. traveling been with COVID and three dogs? Yeah. That's a great question. You know, um, I invested during COVID in a gigantic bus because I was like, I think productions are going to be more picky on who can come to set and how many people can come inside and how many dogs can come inside to these places. So I I purchased a uh, Nissan 2020 3500. And that is a gigantic bus that um, is going to be converted into van life. Nice. And so, yes, so we have portable AC. We have all the crates. We've got a bed in there. We have um, a tent that inflates off of the the van. So we can come to a production and they're like, hey, we can't really have the dogs in there. COVID, COVID, COVID. And I can say, not a big deal. My van will keep the dogs comfortable. It's like their trailer and I'll be in there. And if you need me, just knock on the door. You should get one of those like old school Hollywood like star signs to put on the yeah oh, on the door <laughs> you have like your own little trailer when you yeah. go to set you can just like go in That's and let the dogs relax a great idea okay well I'm gonna do that now <laughs> so it's been such a fun adventure and we're about to like improve it even more and I got this beautiful tent that inflates off of it and it's been an investment but it's obviously been so wonderful because we've gone to Florida Massachusetts um, I'm going to New York City again. I've been there already this month. Um, you know, and, and we work from the we work from the vehicle and we yeah. say, that's it. You need us, you come out to us, but yeah. this is our holding zone. We're we're not gonna hold the dogs inside. We're just gonna limit mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, and, and that's then, safer for you too. Yeah. With COVID and everything too. Yeah, it, you just it, don't have to worry about like, oh hotels. Yeah, and it makes them more like, okay we're comfortable knowing that you could bring a lot of dogs to one shoot and, and keep them all in the, in, the, in this bus. Yeah. So that's been a plus. And we purchased this like in, this military grade air conditioner that runs off of battery. <laughs> I know, go figure. Like these dogs live better than I do. Okay. I'm the one that has the tiny little cot in there. Yeah. They have luxury, but it's so cool because they run off of battery and they're like, they can cool an environment from like 90 to 60 degrees in like 10 minutes. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's what and, you need. Yes. And, and nimble pet is kind of a new partnership with us and they're a temperature monitoring system inside the van. So if I step away, it will ping me every 10 minutes saying, 
hey, the temperature's rising or this, that, and the other thing. Like it's a great, Ooh, great good. product to have. Yeah. yeah. Especially for, I assume, people in the South too, where, you know, you you do just want to nip into the store or something. You can take your dog yes. to the store if they have some type of separation anxiety. Take them to yeah. the store and they will tell you while you're in the store what's going on in the car. It's getting hot or yes. whatever. Yeah. And even in Florida where we dealt with so much heat, it was like pinging me, hey, it's getting to be, it's getting, getting to be 74, 75 in the car, which is still okay. But it didn't like I had the temperature set to 68, but because it's so hot out, people don't realize it still warms. It still gets warm inside that vehicle, yeah. even with the air conditioning. So um, right now we have a really cool partnership with them. Anybody who wants a nimble pet, use the code Trick Dog and you get like fifty dollars off or something off of the purchase. So oh, that's a yeah, that's a big chunk too. It's definitely a safe safe thing to have on hand if that's kind of what you end up doing with your dogs. Yeah. So, yeah. Van life is becoming more popular. Van life. This is my dream for us, Izzy. Yeah. I know this, but um, <laughs> that's my plan is like, I just want us to have like bunk beds <laughs> in a van and then have the, bring the dogs with us and just be able to like travel around the and US. to cool people. Yeah. And just like take that's our podcast it. on the road or something. That would be great. That would be And that's exciting because then you guys could come over to see us and we would have so much fun seeing you. And exactly. Van life is popular and it's really COVID friendly if you're smart about it. So we have like a portable shower. We even have a toilet, guys. Oh, wow. Is that a flushable one? Yes. <gasps> it's like, it's, yes. It's like, a, they, I'm telling you, they have gone way cooler in their toilet <laughs> technology. My traveling. thing about <laughs> van life is my hair. My hair is way too big. <laughs> oh. And I need a shower that's going to be powerful to like, Get, get the hair. Yeah, get really in we, there. Okay, we okay. Can, we can yeah. throw you in a river every once in yeah. a while or something. I can't shampoo my hair in a river. Maybe you okay, some like, eco-friendly stuff. Is there stuff out there? I don't, I don't know. know. Well, like, I am um, baking powder. Testing. Apparently that's meant to be good. It is, and I'm testing. Oh, dry shampoo can be your best friend. <laughs> there you go. And um, I'm testing my portable shower next week because I have to. Fun. So I will let you know. Yeah, let me know how yeah. powerful that bad boy we'll just, is. You'll just we'll just braid your hair. It'll be <laughs> there you go. Thing. It'll be okay, Izzy. I'll That's just have right. one fat dreadlock when yeah. I get back. Oh no. <laughs> um so moving on to talk about the other exciting thing in the last few months. Uh we want to hear more about Darby. Oh yes. He is something else. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's your new yeah. puppy, right? How old is he, he is. now? He is about four months old now. Um, he's performing here at Super Pet uh, Expo, and I am mind blown about how well and how freaking fast he is. Um, he's been such a good dog here. He's so he's about four months old. He is actually full brother to Whidbey, believe it or not. Oh, okay. So you yes. went back to was it the same breeder or like? Four? Yeah, same breeder, same parents, same birthday a year later. Go figure. Oh wow. my gosh. Right? So I love the parents. I love Whidbey. He's a special soul. So here I go. And this is just a testament to all you dog people out there who go, I love my dog. I want one just like him. I'm going to go back to the breeder, same parents. Bye. No, Darby is nothing like Whidbey. He is a little <laughs> punk. He is not the same mentality at all. He's so different. However, he has a big heart and a big soul. And, um, and I received him and he came home and we did lots of training and he's wicked smart, super food motivated which uh, led us into the youngest champion trick dog title. 
Wow. So, yeah, I got it at nine too. years old. Yeah. How, how did yeah. that even happen? Like was, so do you feel like it's just his personality or does it have to do something with his breed or? So I'll tell you the truth. He came home very, very impulsive and he came home as the lead of his litter. So I'm just gonna be very honest. When he came home, he, he bit me, he nipped me and he tried to hump my leg <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Like he just learned that I am the biggest dog in the litter. And I, so the first thing I worked on with him was impulse control. So waiting before you're fed, not nagging my hand for food, not jumping on me, respecting my space, et cetera, et cetera. And then that really allowed him to sit and settle his mind and his body, which then made him completely capable of achieving tricks. And then, you know, interacting with props in a controlled manner that wasn't, I have got to get the food or I'm going to just tear this apart to get what I want. Um, I truly believe it was starting with impulse control that was able to lead me into nailing all of these um, different levels of tricks that you needed to do in order to get through champion. And mind you, you don't just go for champion. You have to get novice, intermediate, advanced, expert, and then go for champion. Mm -hmm, So we... So what we did is I went through each list and I submitted it all at once because I really wanted to try to get the nine-week age. We were um, impressively close. The last thing that was the hardest one for us was uh, detecting a scent in like three boxes and then pinging on the correct one because he's so impulsive that kind of letting him go do it himself kind of was hard for me to have impulse control. So he would go to the box and like just tear it apart instead of like like <laughs> sitting sitting there and looking at me like there it is he'd be like i found it you know <laughs> and it's so, mine <laughs> yeah so that was our hardest one um from what it sounds like he had like a mental shift from it's all about me to actually no it's all about my mom and what Yes. And it's all about understanding your environment and realizing that it's actually sometimes the less you do, the more rewards you get. Yeah. You know, the dog that jumps on you and bites you and humps your leg because they think I'll get a payoff. I'll get a payoff. I'll get a payoff. Mm -hmm. And then you teach the dog to sit quietly and wait and look at you. That will actually get the dog more reward than acting the other way. So it's about just kind of rewiring what the puppies learned from day one, which is I have to fight for my food. I have to push the puppies out of my way. If I want something, I got to go get it. You know, that mentality, you have to kind of shift it and say, well, that's not how it works with humans. Yeah. Which, you know what? It totally makes sense because, so Arthur has like a very um, distinctive change from when it's just Chase at home and from when I'm at home too. Mm -hmm. Like if he puts on the garbage disposal and tells him to leave it, he will not leave it. And he'll be (laughs) like trying to jump up, trying to eat the garbage disposal. Oh no. And I just have to look at him and say, don't even think about it. And he'll just stand there and shake until I tell him it's okay. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So true. And it's like having those moments where you see him like vibrating in place, but he's working so hard to try to be good. Then that's what gets rewarded. And and also, um, you know, last part on that is letting him interact with some dogs that were going to knock him off his pedestal a little bit. You know, he thought he was the owner of everything. (laughs) This is my little resource guardian, you know, like, honestly, I'm not gonna lie, guys, like things that made me go, damn, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if this is too much for me, possibly like this dog might be too much for me. How Um, do you find uh, those dogs who knock them down a peg or two? (laughs) um, Well, I, I'm very thankful to have Beasley, who is a very good with puppies and sends a message clear without hurting them. Mm. Um, and then Whidbey's his full brother who is like five times his size and has no problem bowling him over. 
So, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's little things like that though. Like, Hey, we're going to play fetch with this toy. Darby goes, this is my toy. And then Wibby just comes through like a freight train and knocks him over his feet. And that's a little, that's a, just a small lesson to Darby that says, you're not the biggest here. Yeah. And so you, and then if he goes up to Beasley and tries to be really rude, biting his ears, just Beasley will send him a growl, a good snap. And Darby gets a very clear message that that's not appropriate. And so if you don't have that at home, I suggest even with COVID, some people are still allowing to have um, COVID friendly, like uh, training sessions or puppy play dates or things like that with trainers there to, to be referees. I highly suggest you do that because I think what's happening right now is, I mean, I'll be honest on the East Coast, I don't know about you guys out there, there are not enough dogs in the shelters right now. People are adopting mm-hmm. dogs like crazy, yeah. which is great, but COVID is stopping people from getting appropriate socialization and exposure for these puppies. Yes. So imagine when everything goes back to normal, what kind of puppies are we going to see coming into these classrooms back into the world? Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you can offer your dog little bits of proper exposure and socialization now, um, try to be involved and do that. And I think that's why super pet expo today is kind of busy. I think their people are just like, my dog has to get, like, there's a whole service dog team just working in there because I think they were like, thank God there's a place we can finally work our dogs, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I bet the dogs love that too. They want to work. They They've do. been trained to work and I can imagine them being a bit stir crazy, not being able to, to do what, what they're trained of, to do. So true. You have to know what kind of dog you're getting. You know, uh, are you getting a border collie that you want to just play fetch with? Well, be careful. Because if you, if you pick one with high drive, you know, there's very, there's different puppy tests you can do to find out, is this puppy going to have high drive or low drive or whatever? And if you take home the, the, the Darby of the group, you got to be ready to give that dog a job because that is not your, I just want to sit around on a Saturday kind of dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me more about those tests that you said, like the different puppy tests that people can kind of do to gauge the, like what their puppy's personality is. Sure. There's actually one that's really popular that I know the best of, and there's several out there. This one's called the Volhard test. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. I think, I think you maybe mentioned that on our last episode. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I'll touch base on it. The Volhard test is really cool because what it does is it, it takes the puppy alone away from the litter and it does very simple things to just test, um, play drive. If they follow you, like, do they have human interest? Um, mm-hmm. You know, some dogs are very aloof. They don't care about you. They want to go sniff the ground and don't care about interacting. Um, you know, play drive. If you, they'll take like, they'll take a little, like a sock attached to something and just, and just one time whisk it across the floor. And if the dog is all about it, then you're probably going to have a good, a good prey drive in that dog. If the mm-hmm. dog doesn't care for it and is more interested in getting onto you for your food, your bad, that dog might not have the prey drive. So they really don't do it to say, oh, buddy, you, you missed it. Let's try again. No, it's like a one-time deal. Did you do it? Did you not do it? And then they, they score them from there. Okay. So, um, and also another one that they do, is, which I think is very important, and I did it when I got Whidbey, is they will, um, they'll do two more. They'll take a crumpled piece of paper and they'll throw it and they'll see if the dog gets it and if they bring it back to you. Like, do they have interest continuing that cycle of interacting with you? Mm-hmm. And the other one is really cool. They take out of nowhere, they'll just pop open an umbrella. So the, the puppy will be sniffing around, whatever, and they pop open an umbrella really fast and put it on the ground. And they, the puppy generally goes, Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> but they also say, Does the puppy recover 
and interact with the umbrella, check it out, or do they just run and duck and hide? Yeah. And, you know, the dogs that run and duck and hide are probably not the ones you want to be your police, your military service dog, you know, um, performer. Like I would not pick a performer puppy. Um, I want the one that goes up and investigates. It doesn't have to like it, but at least investigates it, walks on it, checks it out, sniffs it. You know, that's who I'm like, okay, cool. I think you're going to be a little bit more stable minded than another dog that just may be better fit for a pet. Yeah. I feel like that's like, um, you know, when you watch a horror film and there's a bang in the basement and then the person in the film goes downstairs to check it out. I think that's why it's like, I wouldn't be that person. I wouldn't be a good dog. No, <laughs> no, I'd be the run and hide. I would be a horrible whatever that person had to be because I yeah. would be, I would have burned the house by then. Yep, <laughs> definitely. So okay, so you did like kind of those tests for Darby, and you were like, "All right, this is our guy. He's our he's got the personality. He's gonna come home with us." How did it go? Like blending him into your home? Like what changes did you make? Like around the household or? you know, to make, to make Whitby and um, Beasley more comfortable? Like, what'd you do for that? Sure. So the first thing, first and foremost is knowing your dogs in the home. So I gauged like, okay, Beasley, first of all, is like so over puppies. So (laughs) the first thing I did was I got two gates and I was like, we're going to just gate the house up. So I have separation when I need it. Mm -hmm. So there's a gate. So Beasley can be in my room and no other dogs because that's where he really, really likes to disconnect and lay down. Um, you know, a gate for the kitchen. So we have some impulse control. Um, and also, you know, inviting your dog around the house is, uh, is actually healthier minded for them than having them follow you all the time, because you can create a little bit of a separation anxiety, especially during COVID. If your dog is like you're home and we spend all the time together, you know, by having gates, you can naturally start a little bit of separation to help them learn how to be independent. And so that's where uh, when Darby came home with all of his impulsive behaviors, gates were like very, very important for me to teach him about respecting boundaries and also being okay on his own. Um, mm-hmm. You know, bringing him into the home wasn't so much a challenge, but I noticed that um, I also have a small daughter and she's three. So you have to think about, okay, well, how do I manage daughter and puppy who loves to jump and bite and it's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, and how do I teach her how to be appropriate with a very young baby? So it was, um, you know, a lot of, okay, some crate time, come out and play, go back in the crate. You're going to be in the gate now and just kind of managing. So it wasn't a a circus at all times. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's probably good for your little one too, to know that there's a time and a place to play with the dog and it's not all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And also appropriate for the puppy to be like, okay, I know you're tired. So this is not a good time to continue being yeah. loose around the house because you're going to just start getting in trouble or you're going to be nippy or cranky. And, you know, we just want to, just like a toddler, we just want to separate them from that so they can go and like, you know, recharge their batteries. That's why I think I a lot of people don't realize that with puppies that sometimes like you exercise them and everything. And then you're like, why are they being naughty? And it's like, because they're actually tired. They need they need that like force, like break time, like nap, like, mm-hmm. okay, great. Now you're you're calm for a bit and then you can come out and play. Sometimes yeah. when they're being like nippy or acting up, it's because they, they they're like break. overtired or overstimulated. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then I just think that just as a reminder to all is that um, 
you know, you, you have a lot of pressure getting a puppy in your home for potty training. And I will say that was probably the hardest thing is that I've always had really, really successful potty training skills, but with three dogs, it was very hard for me to stay on top of his potty training. So like, Mm. if you are looking to get another dog, like adding a puppy into an already multi-dog home, it just makes it that much trickier to like nail down that potty training. So, um, you know, it's just about really making sure you're on schedule and, and also confining them to spaces that is going to keep them safe so that you can be on top of it instead of full run of the house where you're occupied and then you turn around and there's a pee spot in a room that you're like, I had no idea he was even in here. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's so smart. Cause I think a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm going to get a puppy. And then the older dogs will show him how to behave or, you know, how to like, we'll potty train him basically. Right. And that's not always the case. It's just that you end up having three dogs that are, then you're like, Oh, so-and-so wants to go out now, but it's not as potty time yet. And you know, like yeah, all that right. you have to juggle more. Um, you do. That's a really good point. So with the training for Darby, like as far as the, the trick dog kind of stuff that you've, that you've d- worked with him. So you said nine weeks is when he got champion. Yes, he was nine weeks old when he got his, he was titled as a champion trick dog. That is so insane. So was it like 2020 champion trick trick dog? Is it like a year thing or is it just like a, you got to a certain level? It's a, it's a worldwide title and you, you just basically can title your dog at any age. And once it's like an AKC title, so once you have it, you have it. And so, you know, everyone titles for years have titled their dogs with this champion trick dog title. But Darby just happened to do it at the youngest age. Okay. So it's a for, it's a forever thing. Unless someone can beat nine, nine weeks, and I don't know if that's possible. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of, like, mental development that needs to happen to do that. I mean, at eight weeks, they're, like, they're just figuring out certain things. So I would be very shocked to have any dog younger than nine weeks old. Yeah. Gosh, that's so amazing. So <laughs> what do you what do you think it is, like, in his personality that – led him to be able to get that champion. Like, I know you kind of already discussed a little bit with like the Volhard test and, sure. and his personality, but like, how is it different? I guess from like, okay. Would be or, exactly. um, or oh, totally. It's such an easy answer. Massive insanity for food. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I mean, this dog, you'll see, I'm we're on TikTok, the joy crew. Cause we're kind of rebranding surprise. Um, <laughs> So, uh, no, it's his, like he does this, he does this race with Whidbey. I line up kibble. I swear to God, it's like watching hungry, hungry hippos. If you remember the game, yeah, <laughs> it, just, it looks like he's just eating them. Like he's not even chewing. He just, oh, 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 oh. so he has an insane drive for food, which means he's will. And once he learned impulse control, he's like, I'm really willing to be very good for you to get that food. And so, um, you get a lot more training time out of them. Uh, toy drives a little trickier to train with because, uh, it's just about release time and it's, you don't get just food drive is like the way to go. So, but he's also very toy driven. I'm really getting lucky with this boy and I hope it doesn't change. We just go out and do these little Frisbee things with him, just rollers on the ground, you know, no jumping. Mm-hmm. And he is like nailing all these freestyle moves and he's four months old. It blows my mind. So, but the food drive, it's a really, really helpful concept for him. And you have to remember like champion trick dog, you're thinking like massive jumps and stuff like that. You know, I just tailored everything to the safety of his age. Mm. So, you know, we would do things in moderation, but that would still get us to pass the, uh, the very, very challenging test, 
which includes placing uh, at a place mark about 20 feet away. So, okay. Uh, yeah, lots Gosh. of different tests involved. That's so amazing. So I think we kind of briefly talked about this um, when we had you on before, but since you've gotten another border collie uh, with Darby, it, it, he is a border collie, right? Yes, yes. Darby okay. and Whitney are both border collies. Okay. So what about the border collie breed? Like, cause I think, I think border collies and Australian shepherds are really common here in the Pacific Northwest. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's cause they're active and they like to hike and you know, maybe they get into agility and, and things like that. But I'd love to hear more about like your opinion, I guess, or like assessment of the breed, what they're great at, what sometimes they aren't and what kind of lifestyle they're best for. That's a great question. And I, and I have to admit, I'm, I'm somewhat newer to the breed. So I never went on the Border Collie train until I got Whitby. And I was like, oh, just one Border Collie. And I guess that's like what happens to you. You get bit by the bug and you're like, <laughs> I'll one in this color and that color. And yeah, this color. That's, um, that's how I have my hound dogs now. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know well, the you know, feeling. <laughs> so you have to look at the breed like this. Think of the hound. The hound dog does assist the person in tracking something down. But their job is to go out independently and track something and you follow them and then they alert you. Mm -hmm. Where border collies are, are taught to bring something back to you. So they're taught to herd something back to your direction. So they're always aware of where you are, what direction you're in, what are you asking, and, and how to get them back to you. So their whole focal point is to go out into the world, but always come back and pay attention to the handler. Whereas your hound dogs are more like, I'm going to go hunt and seek or retrieve the dead bird and blah, blah, blah. They have a job to go out and track on their own, be more independent in that manner. And then at that point, bring it back to you. I just feel that the border collie has a high sensitivity to their environment, which mm. includes you and the directions you're asking from them. So that's why you have the come by, go away, and all different types of behaviors of turning left, turning right, stopping, waiting, and listening to those very, very um, like strict and clear directions for, uh, you know, herding an entire herd back to you. And yes, I will say some people call it the cheater breed. They sure do. They go, oh, it's a border <laughs> collie. That's why it's a cheater breed. <laughs> but every dog has their challenges. Um, you know, Darby is great, but he has some fear things we're working through. Yeah. And, uh, but I have to say, I, I just feel the breed is, is, is from day one, they're just meant to be hypersensitive to their environment, which can work for you yeah. if you set it right. And as we know, can really work against you. So you know, we have dealt with border collies that have obsessive compulsive disorder and they will, I knew one border collie that sat up all night and would, would not lay down in his crate because he would, he would watch the lights go by of the cars mm. all night, just yeah. obsessed, obsessed about watching the lights um, and, and just obsessing over this behavior where you might say, okay, well maybe this dog just needs more of a job or more exercise. And sometimes that doesn't even help. It's just in the dog's genetics. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, and there's some dogs that are terrified. There's border collies that just, just the, it's too much stimulation, thunderstorms, you know, whatever it may be, it's too much, it's too soon. And they really struggle to break free through that. So I think the best thing is they call that a sharp breed is when the dog is like very hypersensitive to their environment. I just feel that border collies are very sharp when that, mm -hmm. and it work for you or against you, depending on what do you need from your dog and how are you going to help work through it? Yeah. And I bet that also depends on the environment you live in too. Yeah. Like for me, the hound dog, like 
kind of, you know, like it a little bit more well. aloof. Yeah. yeah. They're not like hyper alert to things like that works, I think, well yeah. for me. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, yes, I want a smart dog and I want one that's really active until you, you know, reflect on your lifestyle and you're like, oh, I'm not as active as I thought I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait. Like, I didn't want to be that active. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, like so that's always a great question. I want to be active. Yeah, yeah. I want to go like, you know, like like a two mile walk and, and I would love to do that. I'm like, yeah, then, you know, if you're at a border class, you're going to look for the five, six mile walk. They're going to sleep for 30 minutes and say, what are we doing next? Mm -hmm, so yeah. it's about having that mentality. Like, is my lifestyle fit? The environment's a very, very big part of it. And, and having that kind of escape for them, like to get that energy out is so important. And also you have to remember that like, they're bred to do miles of work every single day, but there are some breeders that may be more confirmation based. And so, yes, you may want to say, I want a border collie, but I want a confirmation one, which is, which is bred to have more of an off switch than your sport breed, which is bred to have less of an off switch and a higher, higher drive. Right. So okay. you also want to look within the breed and say, well, maybe I want to go the confirmation line, which is definitely more of like your lower drive. They're, they're very much more beautiful and structurally there. But you may not ask that dog to do a ton of sports because they may just not have that intense prey drive due to the breeding. Yeah. Well, I think takeaways would be definitely research the breeds that you're looking for and really be honest in your lifestyle of what you can physically do, mentally do, and what is going to best suit where you live and your lifestyle. Yeah. For, yeah. for if you want like that kind of breed, but also yeah. if you're just thinking of adding another dog to your household. Yeah. I think you offered some really great advice, Chrissy, with like the whole, you know, knowing your current dogs yeah. and taking into account if you have kids, how are, how is the puppy and the yeah. child going to play together and all of that. I think you offered sure. some awesome advice. Yeah. And Thank if you. people want to find you and find all of this good info, where can they do that? So thank you so much, guys. I just wanted to say, I really appreciate, appreciate you guys. I'm so glad you're back for season two. Um, <laughs> we're just so, we're just so happy to have like our whole crew be involved with this, but you can find us at uh, bonafide talent on Instagram and Facebook. That's our talent group for our TV film and live shows. Also, you can follow me at the Chrissy joy that is on all of our social media. And for just some fun, you can do uh, the Good Beasley, which will soon be the Joy Crew. We're going to do a little bit of a rebrand. Okay. The Good Beasley. And if you want to see some fun videos on TikTok, follow the Joy Crew because we're starting to do some videos there. And um, yeah, so we've got some cool plans ahead, but we'd love to talk to you guys again, especially when we uh, get some of these events and films underway. Yeah. Friend of the show, Chrissy Joy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Chrissy. Well, definitely everyone go follow her. And um, it's and been so nice having you on again. I just want to say that it's been great. Oh, yeah. It's, it's wonderful to hear both of your voices. Thank you so much for having us. And, um, and we're, and again, if anyone's interested in joining the Bonafide Town Group, please message us and let us know because we're always looking for fresh and super talented dogs. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Chrissy. And we'll, we'll speak to you soon. All right. Bye ladies. Yeah, bye. All right, bye. You can find us on Instagram at with a dog podcast. We have a great Facebook community called with a dog paparazzi. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe, give us a five-star review and share it with your friends and family.
All content on With A Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer or behaviorist.